All right, are we ready? Are we ready this morning? All right. You know, as most of you know, we just come out of uh, uh, Judgment House, and, and what a great event that was. That was... What a great event. You know, I have cousins on here, and I didn't even know they was going to come, and cousins for salvation. How awesome is that? We had, I think, now just the numbers we know. Now, we know that there are uh, more dedications and more rededications than what we know about, but the numbers that we ended up with was 43 salvations and 88 rededications. Yeah. And it was really, it was so neat to see, uh, I was in the invitation room and then after that was the encouraging room. It was so neat to see them after they had come through everything. And you could just see that God had ministered to their hearts and they was really thinking about important things in, in life. They was really thinking about eternity. And uh, it was just, uh, it was just so, and I'm so proud of Orchardville Church, the way they turned out and, and helped. So here's what I'm going to do right now. If you had any part to play in Judgment House, stand up. Any part at all. Any part at all. Everybody stand up. Any part at all. All right. All right. All right. Amen. Amen. Now, I can see that there's some of you that had a part, but you didn't stand up. So, I'm not going to call you out for that. But God knows, God knows. Uh, let's see, and we do have some testimonies. How are we going to do that? Okay, uh, go ahead and uh, if you've got a testimony, raise your hand real quick. Just real, real briefly. We're just, we're just going to do three or four, two or three. And then we're going to go ahead. Go ahead, Rick. This is from a mother's Facebook page. Her daughter came through Judgment House. They're from Woodlawn. She said, my heart is overflowing tonight. Jaden Griffin made the most important decision she will ever, ever make. She was saved tonight and has accepted Christ as her savior. I could not be any prouder or happy. She has been questioning this for months and talking tons with me, but thanks to Judgment House, she finalized her decision. I am beyond excited to see where God will lead Jaden. Jaden, I love you so much. I'm so proud of you every day, but especially today. Can't wait for baptism. Feeling so blessed. Amen. Yeah. I just wanted to say, in preparing for this, I mean, we grew spiritually. A lot of, I mean, prayer, going into this, getting prepared, and just being in the back. It wasn't really fair because where I was at was in the back, seeing all the people that had made decisions. They'd come through and just being able to pray with them and for them. I mean, that was just truly amazing, seeing all the lives that have been changed. It was just an awesome, awesome experience. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, I, I, will, I will say that any time you try to get a lot of people to go in one direction, it's not easy to do. But I tell you, I'm so proud of Orchardville Church just because it was, uh, everybody was going in a one direction. We had one mind. And uh, I, I was really proud of, uh, well, one more, one more, George, who you got? Hi, everybody. Um, i just like to recognize that J.D. West got saved on that. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> Welcome, J.D. Yeah. J.D. was in baptismal class this morning. Glory to God. Amen. 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 So praise the Lord for that. All right, let's uh, go ahead and bow your heads. Will you please as we go to the Lord in prayer? Heavenly Father, we do thank you and we praise you for all that you do and for everything you've done and everything you're going to do, Father. Just let our hearts be open toward you, our minds be open toward you. Father, we know that your word is our guide, your word is our light, and we thank you that we have that to follow you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name, amen, amen. You know, I was so, so proud of all the veterans come up, and I was also so proud of all the young people we have, all the young people that, that, that come through too. Uh, if you've got your Bibles, let's go ahead and get started uh, in the book of Acts, Acts 2.46. If you've got your Bibles, go ahead and turn there, Acts 2.46. We'll be there just for a, a couple of minutes, Acts 2.46. And if uh, Indians have heard it said before, and I've said it many times, note takers are world changers. And it's very important if we'll just all change the small world that we live in, the world will be changed. So I encourage you to take notes, and uh, I just want to encourage you, you know, you don't have to hang on my every word, but whenever, the, whenever you hear something either from the scriptures or something that I say, uh, that the Holy Ghost inspires you or it, it pricks your heart, why jot that down, because that is God speaking to you, and, he's, and he wants to speak to his children. You know, I had a person tell me one time that, and they said, well, I find it odd that God speaks to you, and I say, well, I find it odd that God don't speak to you. You know, because <clears throat> how, how terrible of a world would it, be, would it be if parents didn't speak to their children? If a father didn't speak to his son and his daughters, something's wrong. And we don't want nothing wrong. We want to boldly come to the throne of grace, like I, like I mentioned earlier. So, uh, so let's go to Acts 2. We'll start in verse 46. And just to kind of bring you up to speed here, the book of Acts is a great book to read, so I encourage you to do that. Uh, read two chapters a day, as Pastor Mark would say, or he would also, also often say, read the red. Either way, you somehow, some way, you've got to get the life-changing Word of God inside of you. It will change your marriage, it'll change the way you think, it'll, make, it'll change the decisions that you make, it'll change everything about you. I know that seems awful simple. But you know what? You know what will happen when spring rolls around, the baseball, uh, all the baseball teams, they go to spring training. And you know what they work on? They work on fundamentals. Because fundamentals will either put you over or it'll take you under, one or the other. And that's why we should ever, ever stay in the Word of God, ever growing closer to Him. So in Acts 2, what we find before we read the verse 46, we find that 3,000 people had gotten saved, all right? And then after 246, we find that Peter and John was going to the temple to pray, and, they, and the lame man was healed, all right? So between these two powerful spiritual truths, these events of 3,000 getting saved, and then Peter and John casting their gaze upon the lame man, we find 246. I want you to notice this with me today. 
and 47. We'll read it also. And it says, day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple. Now, I want you to notice it says day by day. It wasn't one time a month. It wasn't one time a year, but it was day by day. Now, see that this was on a regular basis. Now, sometimes we have trouble getting here once a year. But if we want to walk and see the powers of God manifested in our lives and those lives around us, we got we to gotta get together. We got to come together, whether it's in Judgment House or the next big thing that Orchardville Church does, somehow, some way, we've got to get together. And it says, day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple, breaking bread from house to house. They were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart. Now, notice this. So day by day, they was with one mind in the temple. And of course, they was worshiping God. And they were eating together. They were, they were being social outside of the temple. Once again, let me point out that they had one mind. And that's what we're talking about today. One mind and one cause. You know, there's many things we can do if we have one mind. And there's very little we can do if we don't have one mind. Because we had one mind and one cause, we was able to, to usher in 43 individuals, at least 43 individuals into the kingdom of God through Judgment House. We was able to do that because we all came together with one mind and one cause. Because we came together with one mind and one cause, 88 people rededicated their lives to serve the Lord. Amen. 88 people. Because we came together with one mind and one cause. I'm here to tell you today that great things happen when we come together with one mind and one cause. Great things happen. If there's anything that's wrong with America today, and I know there's lots of things wrong with America today, but one of the problems is we don't have one mind and one cause. Years ago, years ago, I don't know how far back to go, but years ago, politicians in their mind and in their hearts, they had in their mind and their hearts whatever's best for the country. That's not the case no more. But it used to be the case, whatever was good for the whole of the people, that's what they would vote on. That's what they would push. That's what their agendas was. But not so much anymore. Now it's all about me, 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 and all of my constituents. That's what it's about. So because we have separated from the one mind, one cause, and making America great, because we have separated from that, we find the mess that we have our country in today. Because you cannot split and separate individuals and expect to get anything done. You cannot do it. You know, I thought about having the young people come up here. Come, come ahead, young people, real quick. Chop, chop. Chop, chop. Come on. Come on. Please. Please. All right. Gather in real quick. Real close. Real close. Real close. All right. So, 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 so here it is. So you have a bunch of people. You got one a pe bunch of people and they're one mind and one cause and they're all together, right? Okay, look at me, everybody. Okay, everybody follow me. One mind, one cause. Look, we can get a lot done. 
we can get a lot done. Right? Because we're together. We're one mind and one cause. Okay, now, everybody pick a different direction and go. Different direction and go. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, now look. We had, we had a bunch of people with one mind and one cause, and look what we got now. We don't have nothing. And if we did, we don't know where they're at. We don't know what they're doing. Thank you, young people. You just can sit down. But see, if we can stay together with one mind and one cause, we can get a lot done. We can do things for the kingdom of God. But now here's the thing, and we've learned this with Judgment House, and we've seen this. You see, uh, it, it's very important for the individuals in a church or in any other organization to stay together. It's important for them to grow together, to grow in, a, in the right direction, in the one direction. But see, but here's the problem. The problem is that if we don't come together and stay together, we get scattered. And that's why it's so important for us to come together on Sunday morning and midweek and for Sunday school. It's so important that we do that because when we do that, we're coming together with one mind and one cause. You see, I, if you look at the kingdom of God that God has created, if you look at everything that God has created, everything is created to grow. Everything. We have these beautiful little babies, and God has created them to grow. The, you know, the corn in the field, God created it to grow. The bean in the field, God created it to grow. Well, see, us as individuals, we're created to grow also. So here's the thing, and this is true in, in marriage and any other relationship. We are going to grow as individuals. Now, we'll either grow together or we'll grow apart. You know what happens to most marriages? Most, or, or many marriages, I'll say that, many marriages, they come together and they're, and, and they're in love and they're just all ready to go. And the same thing happens to many churches too. And they're, and they're in one mind and one accord and they're, they know where they want to go. But then as time goes, on, goes along, they get distracted. And they start growing in different areas. They start growing apart instead of together because they're going to grow one way or another. They're either going to grow stronger or they're going to grow weaker. But see, the church is much the same way. You see, if we, if we stay together and we come together with one mind and one cause, we get stronger and stronger because we grow together. We grow stronger. We stay focused. We, we, we stay intent on what God has called us to do. That's the same, same way with the marriage. But if the family or the marriage, if they never spend time together and one's working here and one's working there and they never spend time together... You know what's happening? They're growing apart. And a marriage that grows apart won't last very long. So it's so important that we grow together. And we have one focus. Now, here, here, here's an important point I want to make sure. You look around. Look at the people around you real quick. Will you look around? Look, look, at, look at the people around you real quick. 
Now, believe it or not, they have, most of them, I'll say that, they have the same idea that you have. They want to get closer to God. They want to know more about God. They want more of God in their life. And many of them want to do something for the Lord. So see, when, when you come in here, you come in here as one, but when you get together, you are in a mighty army. You come in here as one thinking, what, what a little old am I going to do? What can I, I, I can't teach Sunday school, I can't do this, I can't do this. No, but let me tell you what you can do. You can be a part of something where 43 people will receive Christ and 88 will rededicate. Just because you came and started being a part with one mind and one cause. Just because of that. You know, the scriptures tell us that iron sharpens iron. So see, you need to be in a group of people that are wanting to go the same direction you are. You know, that's why the scripture even says in Corinthians, it says that bad company corrupts good morals. Because, see, bad company, they're going in a different direction than you're going. Let me, let me rephrase that. Bad, and if you hang out with the wrong people, they're going in a different direction than you want to go. You see? So it's important for you to hang out, and that's what we read, read here. Not only was they together in the temple, but they went to each other's house, so they was fellowshipping together. Not only in the temple, but also in their own homes. Let's go ahead and in the last part of verse 46, and it says, And they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart. You know what that means? That don't mean that one, one had this agenda and this, another one had this agenda. No, that means that they was together with one mind and, and one one cause, they were together in sincerity of hope. Let's get something done for the kingdom of God is what their hope was. Let's get something done. Let's do something that's greater than ourselves. You know, thought just come to me, Pastor Mark, he, he would he'd always say, if we're all wrapped up in ourselves, we make a mighty small package. But if we can get outside of ourselves and get hooked up with the body, we can do great things. You know, and I'll tell you what, Orangeville Church, we got some great things coming at us. We got some great things. I'll tell you, I'm not going to get into it now, but we got some great things coming at us. And I'm so, I'm so excited about it. But it's not easy. Because see, when we come together, when we come together and iron sharpens iron and we work together, well, that same iron that sharpens you, it can also cut you. <laughs> it can also offend you. It can also aggravate you. It can also make you mad. It can also make you want to stay home, right? Oh, nobody's ever been offended here, huh? Uh-huh, all right. Well, now I know what next sermon series needs to be. <laughs> Honesty and telling the truth. <laughs> No, it's true. It's true because we, you know, the churches are made up of imperfect people. But here's the thing. God wants to use imperfect people to grow you closer to him. 
God wants to use imperfect people and draw you closer to him and, and grow you up more spiritually. You see, I'll tell you what, an immature, immature Christian gets offended so quickly, so easily. I'm not going back. I got offended and I'm not going back. I'm going to find me another church with a bunch of imperfect people and then I'll get offended there and I'll go to another church. But see, that's what immature Christians do. Now, I know everything in church isn't always perfect, and I, and I know that. But here's, what, here's the thing. When we get offended, it is a great opportunity for us to grow closer to the Lord. It's a great opportunity for us to give grace. I'll say it again. It's a great opportunity for us to give grace. And if we will give grace, we will receive grace. How many of you want grace in your life? We all do. I need grace. Every Sunday morning, I need grace. So it's so important for us to understand this tactic of the devil that keeps us from being in one mind and one cause, and it's offense. It's getting offended. You know, because everybody, there's nothing wrong with getting offended as long as you get over it. You know, I, I, I've, I've been around a long time, and I've been in, in, in retail for a long time, and I've been in business for a long time, and I have been so mad before, I was ready to bite nails. You have too, have you? Yeah. And that's just part of it. That's just, that's the way it is. But here's the thing. We can't hold on to it. Because if we hold on to it, it, we, it will keep us from going to where God wants us to go. If you hold on to that, you can't be in one mind and one, and one cause with nobody. Because you're offended. It's all you, you, it's all, it's all about this. But if we can get over that, if we can get around that offense... And say, God led me here to, to serve. He, he brought me here to make a difference. And I'm not leaving until God tells me to leave. Amen. You know what I really think happens most of the time? I think God brings people to, to churches. Not just this church. I think any church probably. God brings people to churches hoping they'll be in one mind and one cause. And the devil tries to take them out as fast as he can. God sends us places, but then the devil pulls us out. I think that's what happens. I'm out of time this morning. This was a little bit different service because we had so much going on. But I want to share, in the book of Nehemiah, a great, a great book, a great, uh, a great spiritual truth. I just want to share with you real quickly. You know, the, the walls around Jerusalem were collapsed. The city was vulnerable. And basically, they couldn't, they, they could not with their mind, they could not figure out how are we going to rebuild that wall? There's so much of it. It's so tall. We can't do it. There's no way we could do it until there was one man said, I know what. Let's have one mind and one cause. And what he said, what he said was, okay, so you build right in front of your house. And you take care of that part. And then the next day he says, and you build right here. And you build this part. And then you build this part. So everybody had a small part to play. But when they got finished, the wall was built. And see, that's the way the kingdom of God is. 
You see, one of you, two of you, three of you by yourself can do very little. But when we all come together with one mind and one cause, we can get some great things done for the kingdom of God. Amen. You know, there's a reason it's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, don't you? Because there's strength and power in number. You know, it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier for these young people to stand up and live right at school when they look across the hallway and another, another friend of theirs that comes to Orchardville Church or goes to another church, they see their other friend sitting there. It's easier for them to live right when they see that power in number. It's easier for them to see that. Praise team, if you'll come, please. Everybody stand as we bow our heads and go to the Lord in prayer. You know, I, I could share other scriptures with you. This is a good one. This is a good one. It says that, scripture says that no, no army, talking about an army, that is formed against itself shall stand. In other words, if there is an army or a church or a family or a marriage that is fighting against itself, it's not going to stand. It's not going to last. It's not going to stand. An army formed against itself shall not stand. Hmm. So I said all that to say this. Get ready, Orchardville Church, because we've, we've, got a, we've got a lot of work to do. We've got projects and events and ministry to do. And we need you. We need every one of you. First of all, you just need to come together on a regular basis so that you can be sharpened by those around you. And we need to come together on a regular basis so that we can know that, that, that I have your back and you have my back and you've got your neighbor's back and you've got the one sitting beside you so that, so that we can walk in that. It's important for us to know that. I just really feel like that the Lord is moving in the hearts of people at Orchardville Church, but even more important, in the hearts of our friends and our families. I, I believe that. I believe there's people that's, I think you have, your, you have friends and family that's watching you. They're, just, they're watching you to see if this God thing is real. They're, they're keeping an eye on you, just trying to make sure and just trying to get a glimpse because here's what I really believe. I, I think that they really, they want to believe that. But if, when the churches can't get along and when the churches can't come together, that deters them. It takes away their hope and it takes away their, their faith for the church. So that's what we have to we have to pull up our bootstraps. And we gotta 
pull together and we got to move on and do great things for God. And when the world sees the church coming together in unity and strength and loving each other, they're going to want, they're, they are going to want to be a part of it. The world don't understand love. It confuses them. They don't know why people would love the unlovely and serve the unlovely. The world don't understand that. So as you bow your heads, let me pray for you. You know, maybe, maybe you need to refocus. Maybe you need to rededicate. Maybe you need to reorganize and your life and get it back positioned the way the Lord would have it. Maybe you need to stake claim at Orchardville Church. Maybe you need to stake claim that you're here to serve and you're going to do whatever the Lord would have you do. Maybe you've never received Christ as your Lord and Savior. Whatever the case is, I want to pray for you this morning. Then I'm going to ask you to come. Come to the altars. Heavenly Father, we worship and we praise you and we thank you, Father. And Father, I pray for everyone here, Father, that they would continue to seek to follow you, that they will come together as iron sharpens iron and they'll have one mind and one cause. I just pray that you'll draw us together to strengthen us in one accord. Father, we just come to you and ask for your grace and your mercy to be upon us so that we can live closer to you and we can demonstrate your love in our lives in a better way. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.